Hello and welcome to episode number 68 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and on today's show, we're calling this one Morons Looking Bad. Yeah, M-L-B, back in the news yet again. And no surprise here, the news is not good. Major League Baseball embroiled into another controversy, this time as it relates to sign stealing and the 2017 Astros and the 2018 Red Sox and maybe a few more teams beyond that. It shows again that baseball's been going down the wrong path for a long, long time here. And I kind of wanted to break down this just because it's infuriating. And because I don't think a lot of people really understand this story, why it's as big as it is, and why the fallout so far has been absolutely laughable, like a lot of things in Major League Baseball when it comes to how they try to enforce their rules, how they try to be the morality police how they think their organization can be judge and jury of all things on and off the field. Yet again, we're seeing why that is simply not the case. So what is sign stealing in baseball, you may ask? Well, it's any observing and then relaying through legal and illegal methods, any of the signs given by the opposing catcher or any signs that are relayed from the dugout, from the coaches, whatever. And the interesting thing is, sign stealing in baseball is not against the rules. I'll repeat that one more time. It is not against the rules. What is against the rules is using, and a lot of the stories covering this will say any technology or anything that is beyond just the human eye would be illegal, but the rules are kind of vague. As the rules simply state that a mechanical device cannot be used to steal signs. This is what came down in the December 1961 winter meetings. In 2001, Sandy Elderson, while serving as executive vice president for baseball operations of Major League Baseball, issued a memo that stated teams cannot use electronic equipment to communicate with each other during games especially for the purposes of stealing signs. I mean, I just wonder if they know that the phones that go from the dugout to the bullpens where the pitchers warm up, the relief pitchers warm up, that would be an electronic device. Just saying, if you want to get really technical about this, you may want to look at the wording of your rules just to make sure people know what they are and how they can be followed prior to the 2019 season. Commissioner of Baseball Rob Manfred instituted some prohibitions on where teams could position cameras and how replay officials could communicate with managers in an effort to reduce illicit sign stealing. Well, reduce or stop entirely, or how do we want to play this? Because we know baseball, you have a track record of hiding the things that are going on, of brushing them under the rug, you know, steroids. We don't want to talk about that and how it helped baseball grow during the Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, the big home run, Barry Bonds, and those home run hitting years. 
And let's make no mistake about it. Major League Baseball has known that sign stealing has been going on for years, including the use of extra devices to help these signs be stolen and to help these signs be relayed to the players on the field. According to Wikipedia, I know, the book of knowledge, the oldest recorded instance of a team attempting to steal signs goes back to 1876 when the Hartford Dark Blues hit a person in a shack to tip off the hitters when the pitcher would be throwing a curveball. In 1897, George Stallings, manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, had Morgan Murphy, a backup catcher, hide in a clubhouse beyond center field with binoculars and a telegraph that he used to alert what pitch the opposing catcher was calling for. In 1900, Pierce Chiles, a coach for the Phillies, was caught standing on a box with electric wires that relayed to him coded messages about which pitch was coming, which he then relayed to the batters by stomping on the ground. Let's just make this very clear. This has been going on for years and years and years. Jack McDowell, one of my favorite pitchers watching growing up, Cy Young Award winner for the White Sox, which was rare when I was growing up. And Jack McDowell, a guy that was different. I mean, all pitchers are a little bit different, I think. They have a little bit of a different mentality. But Jack McDowell is also a songwriter, guitarist, musician that had his band playing around Chicago when he was pitching. And I dug his music and I really liked watching the way he pitched. He was a guy that no matter if he had it all or he didn't have any stuff, he would go out there on the mound and he would battle. And I appreciate guys that do that. He weighed in on this sign stealing issue and the penalties that have been doled out. And he said, quote, we had a system at Old Comiskey Park in the late 80s. The Gatorade sign out in right center had a light. There was a toggle switch in the manager's office and a camera zoomed in on the catcher. I'm going to whistle blow this now because I'm getting tired of this shit. Tony LaRussa is the one who put it in. He was also the head, the first team of all the people doing steroids. Yet, he's still in the game making a half a million, you know? No one is going to go after that. It's just this stuff is getting old when they target certain guys and let other people off the hook. Like, the media doesn't know that this all happened. What was going on? Everybody knows. Everybody that's been around the game knows all this stuff. Why all of a sudden is it becoming a big thing? I have no idea. But it's frustrating being on the outside and watching what's going on with the game that I played for so long. I've never said anything about the old system we had because once we got to New Comiskey, I don't know if one was there or not. There were rumors that we had one. But it wasn't as out there as the first one was, where they forced the pitcher who was pitching the next day to go in there and flip the toggle switch on and off. Uh, Jack McDowell now is the head coach at Queens University of Charlotte, and he spoke out after this whole story broke to WFNZAM in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I think he makes some very good points. Anybody that follows baseball is aware that sign stealing is going on and that it has been for decades. I just took a quick look at the stats 
and the batting average in the league hasn't really changed much over the past decades. And you would think, I mean, if all this cheating was going on that was really making a difference, then those batting average numbers should be going up. But I know you could say, well, maybe only certain teams are doing it. And I think that is laughable at very best. But when it comes down to it, knowing what pitch is coming doesn't necessarily mean you can hit it. Does it give you a little bit of an advantage? Sure. But anybody that ever faced Mariano Rivera, the first player ever to be elected to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame on every single ballot, everybody knew the guy was throwing a cut fastball. He threw it like 90-something percent of the time, but the batter still couldn't hit it. So knowing what pitch was coming, you could sit down and really make a case both ways on, okay, does it really help? Some batters claim they don't want to know because it screws with their heads, and others say it's helpful. But I would like to know if anybody's really ever done a study with Major League Baseball players and either tipping the pitches or not and seeing exactly how much of a change it is. I'm sure it gives them an advantage, but enough to take a team like the Astros or the Red Sox and bring them to the World Series and help them win it strictly on those merits, I don't believe so. But why now are these problems coming out in Major League Baseball? Maybe it's a little bit because of the technology that's being used. And we all know we carry around cell phones. We have these little devices in our pockets that can do some crazy things. And it's very easy to make them beep or make them buzz. If you're trying to get somebody signals, things like Apple Watches have become very easy to acquire, especially when your baseball player is making multi-millions of dollars. It's not that hard to get something the size of an Apple Watch or, you know, an actual Apple Watch and have somebody tape that to their body under their uniforms, which is one of the things that is being suggested as one of the ways the Astros were cheating. And this would take the sign-stealing to a whole new level. I will grant you that one. But this was something that came out in the Twitter sphere, as a lot of these things do, from a relative, allegedly, of Carlos Beltran, who played on the 2017 Astros, but then he'd retired, and he was just hired in the offseason to be the manager of the New York Mets. Now he won't get a chance to be the manager of the New York Mets because he was named in this report from Major League Baseball, even though all of the players were more or less granted immunity because the players themselves aren't being punished here. The players themselves are hardly even being mentioned. I think Carlos Beltran's the only one, and I don't know why. Is it just because he had already retired? Are all of the other players that have been implicated, because it seems like it was the whole damn team, are they all going to be banned from getting any other baseball jobs after their lucrative playing careers are over? I don't know. But to the question of why, Is the sign stealing allegedly more prevalent right now? And I don't necessarily believe that it is, but I think you have to look at baseball implementing instant replay as something that you have to point to. Before instant replay, having monitors anywhere in the dugout or down in the tunnel where players could go was a no no. But now with the instant replay, you have to have these little video rooms that the players, the managers, whoever can go back and take a look at the screens and try to get an idea if a pitcher is tipping his pitches or 
whatever you're looking for, you now have all the video immediately at your fingertips. You have guys in the room that can bring you any of the video you want from any angle you want. You can zoom in, you can slow it down. So the technology aspect, thank you, Major League Baseball, for implementing instant replay in a way that would actually cause more problems. But that's what Major League Baseball does. They fix problems in order to create more, it seems. So what is the fallout that has come down on the people involved in the 2017 Astros scandal? The 2018 Red Sox one is still being investigated, so expect more of this to be hitting the news soon. But as far as the Astros, their general manager, Jeff Lanau and manager A.J. Hinch were both suspended by Major League Baseball for the 2020 season, and then both were fired by the Houston Astros. In addition to that, the Astros were stripped of their first and second round draft picks in 2020 and 2021, and they were fined $5 million as an organization. Now, the humorous thing about that is that is the maximum amount allowed for Major League Baseball to fine one of their teams. And I think this is something that should be looked at immediately. Because go look at the payrolls and tell me what $5 million is to teams that are spending the kind of money they are and making the kind of money they are. To put this into some kind of perspective, the 2017 Astros payroll was about $140 million. And they were by no means near the top of the heap as far as it came to salary in 2017 as the Dodgers topped out. I mean, remembering correctly, about $230, $240 million. So a fine of $5 million seems like a pittance. And because that is the maximum amount, not really hurting the team in the pocketbook. So maybe this needs to be increased a little bit. The most interesting thing is that no players, again, appear to be getting fined, getting suspended or having any type of reprimand on their record due to the cheating scandal, which I find to be something that baseball, I mean, for all the things baseball's done wrong over the last 10, 20 years, this may be the worst thing they've done as of yet, because the manager, A.J. Hinch, appears to have tried to stop this cheating multiple times and the players continue to do so the story came out that hinch on at least three or four occasions went in and broke the monitor that was being used for the cheating scandal but aj hinch seems like a stand-up guy and in baseball maybe that's getting harder to find but he seems like a stand-up guy because he said you know what this happened on my watch so i'll take the penalty even though he tried to stop it, he will take the penalty because it happened on his watch. But this is the most important part of this scandal that I wanted to kind of break down here, because here's the real question. If you're the manager of a Major League Baseball team that makes a salary of about $140 million and you have these superstars that are making over $20 million a year and they want to cheat as the manager. What can you really do 
to rein these players in? It's a very serious question because you want to think that the manager is in charge, but what can he really do to reprimand the whole team if they want to do these things like stealing signs? Can you sit the whole team at once? Can you suspend the team? Can you find the team? If you did any of these, you're going to get questions in the press. Because if you take your superstars and you sit them down for even a couple of days, everybody wants to know why. The concept that there was something that A.J. Hinch could have done to stop these players from stealing signs is ludicrous. The managers have zero power, mainly because you're turning on your own team. If you decide that your whole team is cheating, sure, he could have come out and talked about it in the press, and then everybody's against him. He's never going to get another job managing that way. He may never get another job managing now because of the fact that he was involved with this. But if you would have turned on your players and you would have taken this to the press and said, well, my people are cheating, but they're not listening to me. I've even broken the monitor a few times so they couldn't use it to steal signs. What else could he really have done? You can't suspend a whole team. You can't find a whole team. If you go to the press, then you're losing your job. If you go to the ownership, well, then you're just implicating the ownership. And obviously, the GM claimed they didn't know anything about it, but still, the GM now lost his job. It really seems to me like a no win situation. And it seems to me that baseball has created a system and a culture where the manager has zero way to keep his players in line without doing something. That would be the nuclear option that would take the total team down, which anybody that would use that again would never get another job. So how does that really work? The report that Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball put out blasts the Astros baseball organization saying that they created a, quote, insular culture, one that valued and rewarded results over other considerations. Are we really supposed to believe that Major League Baseball just figured out that they've created a culture that values winning above all other things? And here's my question also to Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball. If A.J. Hinch is a stand-up guy and says that this happened under his watch, so he will take the punishment and he will take his suspension, why aren't you taking responsibility, Rob Manfred? Why? This happened under the 2017 Astros. Now you're investigating the 2018 Red Sox. This shows that a lot of things have happened under the last few years under your reign, which has been a fairly short one already. Maybe you're not doing your job and you should step away. Why aren't you stepping up and taking responsibility for what has happened in Major League Baseball under your watch? It would only make sense. As we have the Astros manager and general manager being fired, we have Alex Cora, who was implicated in this for the 2017 Houston Astros as he was their bench coach. And then in 2018, he moved on to the Red Sox, where he obviously took part of the scheme allegedly, and he was let go of his managerial position. And of course, again, Carlos Beltran losing out on his managerial gig with the New York Mets, a team he just joined because he was on the 2017 Astros. Again, because in all of their infinite wisdom, Major League Baseball has said the players should be insulated from this, even though they were the ones 
that have been caught cheating. Not their manager, not their general manager. The players were the ones that actually cheated, but they're not going to get any repercussions. Why, you may ask, because it's really damn hard to suspend a whole team. But that's probably what should be done if you really want to send a message, Major League Baseball, instead of worrying about the money coming in. You might want to look at what really hits these teams. And if you want to have a penalty for cheating that has some teeth to it, stand up and take the whole team down. If the whole team was cheating, I don't care. 2017 Astros, 2018 Red Sox. Then you suspend every player on that team. Maybe not for a season, but you suspend them all for 30 days even. That would make some noise more than having a manager and general manager fired because the end result is there may be a little bit of crying right up front, but most fans really don't care who's managing the team. Most really don't care who the GM is. They just want to watch the games and they want to consume. And what don't they see? The manager, they don't see the GM. So by letting the players that actually cheated get off scot-free, Major League Baseball is telling us what's really really important when it comes to their priorities jack mcdowell made another good point about baseball once having the unwritten rules where the players were allowed to police themselves something that was actually very successful major league baseball had to do away with that because throwing a pitch inside was dangerous somebody getting hit well we couldn't have that sliding where you actually hit the other person or rolled over the catcher no we have to stop all of these things but back in the day jack mcdowell said if somebody were stealing signs their helmet better be working that day and it seems maybe a little bit more brutal than most people like in this snowflake culture but it was something that actually worked as far as keeping the cheating to a minimum now there are no repercussions players are already seeing there's no repercussions for them so screw their manager and screw their gm they can continue to cheat and get off scot-free as long as they do it as a team as long as they stick together man nobody's going to take them down and that seems to be the case because not one player is getting even one day of a suspension even though you have multiple people being suspended for a year here including the GM, the manager, and I think it's important to point out that Major League Baseball wants to be the judge, they want to be the jury, they want to be the executioner when it comes to things that are going on under their watch, including their domestic abuse policy, which I've ranted about in the past, mainly because I don't think Major League Baseball has the ability to do a decent job when it comes to investigating these things and they should leave that to the authorities because who really wants their boss who really wants their employer to be the judge and jury of everything they do away from work but let's just take a quick look at the players who have been suspended for the major league baseball domestic use policy there have been a few that have been investigated well actually it looks like just one that's been investigated that hasn't been fined. And that was Yasiel Puig. But the others are Doyce Chapman, 30 games. Jose Reyes, 51 games. Hector Olivia, 82 games. Uris Familia, 15 games. Derek Norris, remainder of the season. Stephen Wright, 15 games. 
Miguel Sano, not suspended. Oh, I'm sorry, there was one I missed. The Jose Torres, 100 games. Roberto Ozuna, 75 games. Edison Russell, 40 games. Odebel Herrera, 85 games. Julio Urias, 20 games. And Domingo German, 81 games. So let's just understand that all of these guys who Major League Baseball said committed domestic violence, which means actually committing violence, actually assaulting somebody. In every case, I believe girlfriend, wife, children, whatever it is, but somebody probably smaller than them assaulting them. 30 games, 51, 82, 15, 15, 175. Nobody suspended for a whole season. And that's what happened to a general manager and manager in AJ Hinch because they couldn't stop a bunch of whiny, overpaid athletes from doing something they didn't want them to do. That is worthy of a full year suspension, according to Major League Baseball. But assaulting women, <laughs> hey man, you can get away with that for as low as 15 games. That's cool. Major League Baseball. Maybe this is another reason why you shouldn't be involved in this because then some idiot guy that's doing a podcast can point out the hypocrisy that you have going on in your sport. And in relation to that, we have one more suspension to talk about from the 2017 Astros that didn't have anything to do with the sign stealing, but that was the assistant GM, Brandon Taubman, who we've talked about on this podcast before. He was the guy that in the locker room looked at the general direction of a few women reporters that were in the locker room and yelled, thank God we got Ozuna. I'm so fucking glad we got Ozuna. That incident has now earned him a one-year suspension from Major League Baseball. Yay, Major League Baseball. You've now decided that yelling in the direction of women in a clubhouse with many people present is worthy of a harsher suspension than actually beating up women. That is so awesome, Major League Baseball. I can't believe people just aren't flocking to the gates to try to get tickets for your games that want to buy jerseys, that want to just get in on this whole thing you've got going on because you people, you seem like you're really rational human beings. Rob Manfred, you should be ashamed. Step down. You are a clown. It really does sadden me to see all of this because I used to enjoy baseball, but it's getting impossible to even try to have any interest in it whatsoever now because of the things that are going on off the field. I always knew guys were stealing signs. I didn't really care. It's a part of the game. Everybody does it. Get better at it if you're really worried about it. The technology is getting better and better to where, like with the doping and steroids and all that, it's going to be nearly impossible to prove that this kind of stuff is going on. Like the little buzzers they claimed that Jose Altuve was wearing. The only real evidence they have was after a home run that he hit to win a game. And you know when you hit a home run to win a game, you usually get to home plate and your buddies are there and they're beating on you and they tear your jersey off because it's cool. Well, he did everything he could to keep that jersey on and he did. And that led to the suspicion that maybe there was something under that jersey. Maybe there was a little eye watch that was taped to his uh, biceps or something that was relaying 
the pitches to him. I mean, I guess we'll never really know for sure. Maybe we will if Jose Altuve would stand up and say, yeah, sure, I did that. But I don't see that happening. Do you? So the end result of this Astros controversy is you have a general manager and a manager who lost their job, which probably shouldn't have. The manager, at least, was actively trying to stop the cheating. So, yay, Major League Baseball. We have a general manager who is getting a one-year suspension for just yelling in the direction of women about being glad that they had acquired a player who had been suspended on a domestic charge. We have Major League Baseball not reprimanding or not suspending any of the players involved because you know that would hurt their bottom line. It's all just a recipe for fan disinterest in the sport as a whole, and Rob Manfred stepped down. This all happened on your watch. Practice what you preach. Take responsibility. With that, I want to thank you for hanging with me here on another Random Thoughts podcast. If you like what you're hearing, do me a big favor and go to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com, and click one of those subscribe buttons. And if you can, go on to iTunes or any of those places that let you post a review of the show and post a little review. It helps to get new people who are just browsing the podcast listings when they can see a review. It helps a lot. And if you really like what you're hearing here, we do work on the value for value model which means you can go to randomthoughts.com and click that little donate button and do a one-time donation or a monthly donation that helps us keep the lights on, the microphones humming, and all of the audio gear sounding good. We are using a brand new audio interface, so hopefully this podcast is sounding as good, if not better, than any of the previous ones. And we do have an executive producer make good. I apologize, missed this on the last show. Keith Von Dyke, who's on a monthly subscription. Thanks again for your support of the Random Thoughts podcast. It is appreciated. And I want to thank everybody for listening and turning your friends on to the Random Thoughts podcast. It's the little podcast that could, and we usually rant about baseball. So until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. Random 